Welcome into the Chick Sports Mix. I am Adam Sheets, joined by C.J. Gill, and we're here to talk Mifflin County sports as well as going into the college ranks as college football starts this weekend. But last week, we had Mifflin County football. The Huskies had their season opener at Mitchell Field. The Huskies were taking on the State College Little Lions, and to say the least, it did not go well for the Huskies. They lost 51-6. to was a tough game. C.J. and I were both there. It's definitely a tough game CJ what were your thoughts on the game on Friday positive and negative for the Huskies yeah Adam good to be with you it was a tough game uh the Huskies they had a formidable opponent the Little Lions uh but there were some positives uh they fought well um Jared Lyons at quarterback I thought did well in the second half and the one drive using his legs um there were good tackling all around by guys like Reagan Ettinger and Jackson Popo um, but there, it was it was a tough game. It, I mean, outmatched skill wise, physical. Um, we'll see what happens next week, though. Yeah, we will see what happens this week when they play Holidaysburg. But kind of touching on the game, I mean, the one thing we have to talk about because it was kind of obvious. The primary field was sadly not purple or maroon on the field. It was really yellow. There were a lot of penalties in this game. Mifflin County had 12 penalties for 96 yards. It was definitely a tough stat to look at if you're Coach Sacklin. It's definitely frustrating when you're playing a team you know coming in to compete with these guys. You have to play nearly perfect on all three phases of the ball, and the one thing you can't do is shoot yourself in the foot, and Mifflin County did, I think, at one point in the game. They had a fourth and 40. Uh, you just can't have penalties, and that was something we talked about on the broadcast. I'm sure Coach Sackler's been talking to the team about all week so far in their practices. Yeah, the penalties were definitely a big part of the game. You know, when you're going up against the Little Lions, a team like that, you can't – you have to almost play flawless to win. And I think it's going to be the same thing for Coach Lintals. He Both teams, it was a sloppy game. There were plenty of penalties, and it wasn't just, you know, the holding. It, there were some unsportsmanlike. It was a chippy game. Um, but the penalties will definitely be a discussion for both coaches uh, in their squads this week into the next week. Um, but if you're going to compete in the league that Mifflin County can, uh, plays in, you're going to have to play uh, better in terms of the penalties. Yeah, and the one thing they're also going to have to improve is the quarterback play. Jared Lyons was the starter. He didn't play bad. Obviously, he had the one drive where he really used his legs officially, led the Huskies in rushing with 51 yards in the game and had the touchdown. Um, but the thing that Mifflin County is going to have to get better is not just passing the football, just completing the passes. They were 5 of 20, only completing 25% of their passes for 64 yards and had two interceptions, no fumbles. That's between Logan Parks and Jared Lyons combined there. Jared Lyons had both interceptions. But what do you think the Huskies have to do? Obviously, we mentioned before the game, and we're going to talk about now, Josiah Seckler is a very explosive player they have out on the outside, and they have a couple weapons. Isaac Wilson has some speed. You have Dylan Long in the backfield that you can get the ball to. How does Mifflin County have to use Jared Lyons as well as maybe some of the running backs just to get their playmakers out in space and allow them to do what they do best which is make big plays yeah I mean five for 20 is not a good stat three for 14 for Lions is not going to win you guys win football games um I think one thing I noticed and I, I think you noticed we used uh we went for the long pass a lot I think uh using some screen passes and some short passes because you're not going to get a whole lot of time against some of these guys that we go up against. So using the short pass and getting your guys like Seckler and Dylan Long and Deacon Schaefer and Isaac Wilson in space will be a good way to go at uh, Holidaysburg. Because the long pass, I, I think the game plan was try and get 
uh, first down yardage using the run game and then second down. But that didn't really work that well. The running game wasn't really established, and then you ended up having third and longs, and you had to pass it, and that's when you saw the long passes that really just didn't work. Yeah, exactly what you said there, Mifflin County. The one thing that when you're going to throw the long passes in the system Mifflin County runs, it's really going to have to be play action. You're going to have to catch the opponent off guard. They complete one deep one down the field, a 31-yarder to Josiah Seckler, a good one where Logan Parks really just threw it up and let Seckler adjust to the ball, gave him a chance to make a play. But with the way Mifflin County uses it, they really need to establish a run game then go into that play action and maybe catch them deep. They were unable to do that, so I think Coach Sackler and Coach Hassinger are going to kind of this week maybe adjust that a little bit, try to find some short passes, get the ball out of Lions' hands quickly, and try to get it to those receivers, as we said. But the Huskies, they don't have to play State College this week. State College is a great team. They'll play Downingtown East this Friday. But the Huskies, they'll be at home again, taking on the Holidaysburg Golden Tigers, the Golden Tigers enter the game 0-1 as well. They lost their rivalry game in week one to Altoona 20-3. And CJ kind of looking at Holidaysburg stats, they had 12 first downs. They were a lot better than Mifflin County in the penalty situation. Only had two penalties for 15 yards. They got some solid play from Jake McGinnis, 8-21 for 92 yards. And then he also had a nice running game as well, 14 carries for 80 yards. But the problem that Holidaysburg had against Altoona that maybe – Coach Seckler and the Huskies are going to try to exploit was their rushing defense was pretty bad for the Golden Tigers. Gave up 214 yards on the ground to Altoona, 81 yards to Ethan Straub, the running back for Altoona, and then their quarterback, Aiden Steinbugel, had 78 rushing yards. They only threw the ball five times, so do you think the Huskies seeing those stats are going to have to come in to this game with the mentality they're going to have to win the line of scrimmage and run the football because that's what Altoona did, and it definitely worked out for them. Yeah, I mean, when you're talking high school football, running the, fo- running the football and establishing the line of scrimmage is always going to be one of the main keys of the game, and it's going to be no different against Holidaysburg. Uh we're going to have to establish guys like Deacon Schaefer and Regan, and Regan Ettinger um, to get the game going. You know, I would like to see more um, go to more to the fullbacks, Jackson Popo and Kyler Everly early, get the seniors involved, um, and then and then open up the passing game, see if Lions can hit Seckler on a, on a deep pass or a short pass, um, see if we can hit Isaac Wilson, because the offense is going to have to be dynamic enough to uh, – Get, ba- get past Holidaysburg. And the, the Golden Tigers are not the Little Lions, but they're still a very formidable opponent uh, night for this Friday. Yeah, and they're definitely a team that's had a lot of recent success against Mifflin County. It's one thing them and Holiday and State College have in common is decent recent success. But kind of looking at the offensive line, you know, you have 247, 247, 231, 235, and 230. So they have a solid offensive line Holidaysburg has, but it's definitely not as big as State College is what State College is definitely a lot bigger. Had Michael Dinker we talked about a lot, a Division One recruit that's probably going to go on to the next level. Has an offer to Coastal Carolina who's a top 25 team in college football. Uh, but you just look, kind of looking at this, Mifflin County, they had some success breaking through that initial line of scrimmage and getting into the backfield if they can do that again this week when they take on Holidaysburg, it definitely could give Jake McGinnis, the quarterback, some fits. Definitely might hold Xander Bainey down a little bit. That They're starting running back. If they're able to do that, force them to throw the ball up, like the famous coach Joe Paterno always said, if you throw the ball, three things are going to happen, and two of them are not good for the offense. So you definitely want to make them throw the ball you're either going to have a completion, an incompletion, or an interception. And obviously two of those things favor the defense. So it's definitely going to be crucial for the Huskies 
to establish a line of scrimmage, win up front, and then move on to the other phases of the ball that we've kind of talked about. Yeah, I thought the pass rush was pretty uh, pretty good in the State College game, and that's going to need to come again against Holidaysburg. Uh, you need to get pressure on McGinnis and force him to make some mistakes and hopefully win the turnover battle. One of the most important things in high school football, you got to win the turnover battle. Um, and after that, I think um, our defense is just going to have to play solid. You know, it, it it's going to be hopefully – I think it's going to be a close game, you know, a 24 to 21 game we'll see um but other than that it i mean you're gonna have to win the penalty game you're gonna have to uh be physical you're gonna have to win the turnover battle and you're gonna have to play good on special teams mifflin county holidaysburg will be there live we go live at 645 from mitchell field on wchx 105.5 and streaming at wchx 1055.com now we're going to move on to other Mifflin County sports, we're going to start with girls tennis. The girls tennis team opened up their season yesterday, Monday, August 30th, when they took on the Cedar Cliff Colts. The girls tennis team did not get off to the start they wanted. They lost 5 nothing to the Colts today, Tuesday, August 31st. They're taking on Carlisle on the roads. So we like to wish them good luck. And then on Friday, they take on Harrisburg. So good luck to the girls tennis team. We also move on to Huskies golf the huskies golf team is off to a great start to the year yesterday had a pretty good total all seven golfers that attended the match were 91 or better very solid only obviously only the top four scores count they finished second again moving their record to 15 and three on the year the huskies golf team off to a flying start they'll have some other competitions going on later in owen wise doing a great job a favorite to maybe move on from districts and go to state so we'd like to wish some luck out to Mifflin County Golf and the girls' tennis team so they continue their action this week. Now we're going to move on to college football. College football had week zero last week. College football, it's so good that they have to play on week zero. They didn't even wait till week one. But now we're going to have week one, the official full slate, and we're going to start with the team over the mountain, the team we like to root for. Obviously, I'm a Penn State student, so I'm a little biased to this one. But we're going to talk about Penn State. The Nittany Lions open up their season on the road at Wisconsin. It's going to be a big game. Second year in a row, Penn State's opening up with a big game. Last year opened up with Indiana. Did not go the way the Nittany Lions won. They lost that game 36-35. to So we're hoping it's a little different this year. CJ, I know you follow Penn State just like I do. What are your thoughts on the Nittany Lions heading into the 2021 year? Well, first of all, Michael Penix was short. We're just putting that out there. Um, but yeah, you're going up against a good team on the road again. I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, we'll see. But Wisconsin is a good team. I think they're ranked number 12th in the country uh, to open up um, a little higher than Penn State. Um, but that's because the Penn State had a rough year last year. But Wisconsin is – I mean, they're the Wisconsin you're always – you're used to. Uh, coached very well. Um, they're not going to shoot themselves in the foot. They got a second-year starter at quarterback. Um they got some. They got some some threats on the outside. Jake Ferguson's a very good tight end. Danny Davis is a very good wide receiver, fifth year senior. So they they have experience. Um, it's it's going to be who comes out well. It's an early kick. Um, I think it is it eleven o'clock our time. It's I, noon our time, eleven o'clock local time in Wisconsin. Okay, so yeah, early kick. Um, we'll see how the see you know long long time off see if the team comes out flat but it should be a good one 
yeah, definitely should be a good game. Obviously, Penn State has some question marks. A lot of people question Sean Clifford. I'm not one of them. I think he's going to have a great year and bounce back. Tell you, there's no questions at the running back position. Penn State's got five guys you could throw out there, and they'd be a pretty good starter for most teams in the country. Wide receiver, I think they're pretty set. They return all their wide receivers, including Jahan Dotson, who in my mind is the second-best wide receiver in the Big Ten behind Chris Olave. Um, and then you have Parker Washington in the slot, who I think's due for a breakout year for the Nittany Lions. Then you have Keandre Lambert-Smith, who I think is going to have a big year because defense is going to have to focus in on Washington and Dotson. Lambert-Smith should be able to open up the offense and Daniel George, Cam Sullivan, Brown, a lot of good receivers. That goes deep. And then tight end, obviously most people say it's a question because they see Pat Fryermuth lighting up for the Steelers in the preseason. But, I mean, Brenton Strange and Theo Johnson are two of the best recruits Penn State's had at that position. So I think they'll be fine there. And this is where the question's going to be because I think the secondary's good on defense. I think the linebackers are pretty good. But the question's going to be the defensive line. It's something that we haven't had to say in the Coach Franklin era at Penn State's defensive line's a question but they're return, they don't have a lot coming back. They lose Odafe Owe, who's now with the Ravens, and they also lose Shaka Tony, who's into the NFL. So, I mean, they're returning to have a lot of new guys. They lost Adisa Isaac. He's out for the year before the season starts. So, Penn State, they're going to have to go out, and they're going to have to play well. And for Wisconsin, what Graham Mertz is going to show up? We saw him light up Illinois last year in the season opener. I will say Wisconsin finally has a quarterback that's going to lead them to the promised land, but then he kind of disappeared throughout the rest of the season, obviously. was thrown to a lot of second-teamers because of COVID kind of hit them hard. But, I mean, when you're looking at Danny Davis and Kendrick Pryor, some guys he can throw the ball to, Jake Ferguson, their big tight end. And, obviously, we they're Wisconsin. They're going to have a great offensive line for any running back. I think I could play running back at Wisconsin and rush for 100 yards. I mean, they're opening up holes left and right. Um, but I think the, the question is going to be between these two teams. Penn State's won the last four in the matchup. They won in 2012, 2013, 2016, and 2018. Looking to keep that streak alive. Wisconsin has not won since 2011 when Russell Wilson was the quarterback. Um, but there's obviously going to be a lot of questions around the Wisconsin team. They're new. They had a tough season last year, just like Penn State. I think a lot of people kind of swept that under the – like they kind of flipped out about Penn State, but Wisconsin did not have a good year last year either. So obviously a lot of questions for both these teams. I think one of these teams is second in the Big Ten and one of these teams is third behind Ohio State is where I'm kind of ranking them before the season starts. And I think whoever wins this game is going to be second and the other one's going to be third. I mean, so we're going to find out real quick. And it's going to be good because I do think Penn State is a good team. I am skeptical. I think it's obviously this is a big swing game because if you lose your first game, you're thinking, oh, here we go again. We lost our first game last year and started 0-5. If you win your first game, like, oh, we might go 12-0 and and win the national championship. I mean, it's possible. I mean, you got, you should, if you win this game, you should win every other game on your schedule outside of the Ohio State one where if you go into Columbus undefeated, you know, everyone's got a chance. They've done it before. They can do it again. But – any final thoughts on the Nittany Lions going into this one? Yeah, I, I think it's a lot of firsts for James Franklin. I think this is the best secondary they, uh, he's had, and it's the weakest defensive line he's had. I also think it's the most depth. I mean, I don't know if they have – they don't have the Saquon Barkley or the Chris Godwin or Trace McSorley, maybe the, the elite player right now. And some of those guys might turn into elite players this year. But I think this is the deepest team he's had. The – the secondary is very good. But, yeah, the, the transfers on the defensive line is going to be the biggest question mark in my mind. Yeah, I think you agree with you there, and that's another thing. But I'll tell you, 
everyone that's going to freak out, if Penn State has a bad year, please don't fire James Franklin, simply because we have the number one recruiting class in the country in 2022 for the first time ever because Ohio State's quarterback decided to go there early, so we have the number one class in the country. Please don't get rid of him because I don't want to lose that recruiting class. In 2024, I'm really hoping I'm going to a national championship <laughs> game, so just please don't get rid of all those guys. We have enough good guys coming in. Just If we have a bad year, it's just a bad year. We'll, we'll be back. So that, that'll kind of wrap things up here for the Chicks Sports Mix. CJ, any final words before our game on Friday? Anything else you'd like to say before anything gets going? Uh, yeah, I mean, shout out to the boys' golf team. Really repping Mifflin County well. Um, Mifflin County Holidaysburg should be a good one. Yeah, 15-3 and three for the golf team. They're doing a great job. Obviously, can't show them enough love. Well, for CJ Go, I am Adam Sheets. This has been the Chicks Sports Mix. Thanks for listening. We'll see you Friday night.